Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High five, casino. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast, Podcast. Live. Live. You're down with Rappaport? Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in, IamRappaport.com. Because every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track because he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream cheese, and locks. This is I Am Rappaport. The show never stops. You might catch him out in public, stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. This is the I Podcast. What's up on today's brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast? Sylvester Stallone, Rocky himself, thinks he's retiring from playing Rocky. Not on my watch. No way. Not so fast, Sylvester. Drake is by far the most obnoxious basketball fan ever. Starbucks is now a place where you can go into the bathrooms whether you're a customer or not, you can shower, shit, and shave in the bathrooms, but but you can't watch pornography on your own phone. All that plus the champ is here, the champ is here, the bronze bomber, bomb squad, Deontay Wilder is with me on a dope-ass I Am Rapport Stereo podcast interview just a day before his title match 
with Tyson Fury live from the Staples Center Saturday night on Showtime. We have the champ in the house from Firehouse 3 in Los Angeles, California. All that and more on a smash mouth, big body, banging I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, let me get something real funky. Let me get something real nice. Listen, watching football is fun, but it is even more entertaining when you have a little action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, but some of you, for some reason, are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or girl that likes to bet a little and win a lot, especially for the holidays, you can create a parlay bet Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600. Six times your investment. There's so much to bet on college basketball, college football, NBA, NFL, custom prop bets, even sports and politics. You name it. You can bet whether or not right now. At mybookie.ag, you can bet whether or not Kanye West will be allowed in the White House before the end of 2020. Sign up at mybookie.ag and they will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Use the promo code RAPAPORT. Also, make sure you follow them at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM. And they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers just this football season. Log on to MyBookie right now. Use the promo code RAPAPORT and get 50% bonus. You play, you win at mybookie, mybookie.ag. Oh, yes. Oh, hell yes. This is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. the Jeff Ruland of podcasting, a.k.a. White Mike, a.k.a. Bird, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito. And as I said, this is a brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. And I hate to start the episode off with some bad news, okay? I usually don't do that. I like to save that for later. Um, but Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, made an announcement on his social media uh, accounts, uh, Twitter, uh, uh, um, Instagram, and maybe Facebook, but as you know, I'm suspended off Facebook, which we're not going to go down that fucking rabbit hole again today, those cocksuckers, Jeffrey Zuckerberg, was it Jeffrey Mark Zuckerberg, you fuck you, um, but Sly Rock uh, made an announcement on his social media It wasn't like etched in stone, but he seems to think that he's going to no longer be playing Rocky in any of the upcoming, if there is any upcoming, Creed and or Rocky movies. Uh, Miles, Jordan, please please play uh, uh, the clip from uh, Sly's, that's what he tells people to call him. Because who wants to say Sylvester? Uh, Sly's uh, Instagram account. Well, 
this is probably my last rodeo because what I thought happened and has happened, I never expected. I thought Rocky was over in 2006 and I was very happy with that. And then all of a sudden this young man presented himself and the whole story changed. It went on to a new generation, new problems, new adventures. And I couldn't be happier because as I step back, as my story has been told, there's a whole new world that's gonna be opening up for the audience, for this generation. And thank you very much, Stephen. And definitely you, Michael, for making that possible. Now you have to carry the mantle. There it is. Okay, see, no. No, no, no. Hell no. See, you you may think that it's over, Sly. You may think you're not going to participate. You may think you may be hanging up the gloves, so to speak. You may be you may think you're you're not playing Rocky Balboa ever again. Uh, but you're you're just confused. You're tired. Um, I understand you're older, and I understand, you know, you shot a long uh, a Creed II sequel. He just did another. A film, another Rambo sequel, somehow, some fucking way, um, and, and, and I get it. You're like, it's it's been 42 plus years. It's time to hang up the hat, uh, the and the Rocky gloves. But that's not fucking happening, Rock. You you need to go on vacation. I'm sure you have a vacation homes in, I don't know, Hawaii and Saint Tropez and wherever else uh, you choose. Whether you own a home, rent a home, hotels, whatever you want to do. You, 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 you deserve a fucking break. Creed 2 just came out. You're, you're about to wrap uh, the new Rambo movie, which is crazier than doing another Rocky movie, if you ask me. If you ask me, you playing John Rambo is fucking nuttier than Rocky Balboa trying to box again. Okay? But, but that's neither here nor there, Sly. The fact of the matter is, it's not over. Unfortunately, it's it's never over. Um, it's never over for me. It's never over for the fans. And Sylvester Stallone, unfortunately, it's never going to be over for you. So although you are announcing some sort of soft retirement, we, me, I, us, the fans, we're not accepting it. Okay? We're not accepting it. Um... I said on the last I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, well, the last I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast was actually premium I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, uh, PPP, primetime premium I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. And if you don't have a, a, a premium subscription, why is the first thing that comes to mind? Why the fuck don't you have premium? You can download the I Am Rappaport app for emergency episodes, uh, every Wednesday, uh, we put out a premium podcast episode, full body episodes. Um, you should absolutely have the premium subscription. It's two ninety nine a month, two fucking ninety nine a month. I don't know what you're into, like Coca Cola, a cup of coffee, donuts, potato chips. I don't know, but two ninety nine a month, okay, uh, for that for that good premium. Um, but that's not what I brought that up for. I brought that up for because the other day, let's just say that. Let's just say that. The other day, uh, I, I announced that I'm looking to, number one, 
do the uh, I Am Rappaport Rocky Chronicles, the Rocky Rappaport Chronicles, which we're starting next week. Um, we're starting with Rocky 1, and then we're going to go into the underratedness and underappreciated Rocky 2, which is a really, 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 really good movie. Uh, those will be up next week. Uh, as I said, I'm working on special guests. I'm doing every single thing I possibly can, including pulling out all the fucking stops for at some point, at some time, to get the Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone on this I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I am doing every single thing I possibly can. And some people might say, oh, well, well, why, should, why is that a problem? You worked with him in Copland. You were Superboy Babbage, Murray Superboy Babbage. I know. I know, but we work together, and then we go about our business, okay? It's not like I got Stallone's uh, phone number, but I know how to get to him, and I'm doing every single thing I possibly can, um, including begging, straight up begging. I told them to treat me, Michael Rapport, not, not that I'm like doing any kind of con or ruse, treat me like I'm some sort of make-a-wish kid. I don't make fun of a make-a-wish kid, like not, not like with anything serious, like a make-a-wish kid who broke his foot. Uh, and while he's cooped up in the bed for the next three months, all he wants to do is interview Sylvester Stallone on his podcast. I said, do whatever the fuck you need to do. Just just get him over to the gloom tomb. But the Rocky group, a lot of people reached out on social media uh, responding to the podcast where I said I want to start the group. And I'm figuring out the way. Now, I need people to sort of suggest how we could have this forum. Because there's fans all over the world. I know there was two people in Australia said that they were totally down for it. Uh, there's people all over the place uh, uh, that love Rocky and that would be a part of the group. Um, and and I just got to figure out how we, what's the best way to do it? Is it a mailing thing? But I want to like, is there a way to do like a group uh, face chat uh, uh, type of thing? Like a, like, a, like a face chat thing with like 30 people? Because I would do it. If anybody knows of an app that does it, I would do it and I would lead the group. I would listen. Um, and share all my thoughts and insights and love to hear other people's thoughts and insights about anything and everything that has to do with Rocky uh, uh, films and, and the whole culture of Rocky. I want to give a shout out to my man, Darts Golden, um, friend of the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast, hard body rapper pack member. I think they, did they still got my man suspended off of Twitter? But my man Darts Golden, you can follow him on Instagram. A lot, a lot of people from from the early days of the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. Early days, act like it's like, like you know, oh yeah, in the twenties when we're doing the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. Anyway, he's been rocking from the beginning. But I know he and I were communicating. Uh, he just rewatched Rocky One, and we were going back and forth about the beauty of the way that film looks, the simplicity, and the music, and all that stuff. So, so I know he's got a lot to say about Rocky. But I wanted to give a shout out to my guy Darts Golden. Who, uh, who's been rocking uh, uh, from day one. Speaking of getting suspended on Twitter, uh, social media, and things like that, this uh, fucking whacked out right-wing snowflake, Laura Loomer, who I didn't know anything about. Um, her name's Laura Loomer. She's a fucking right-wing snowflake freak show. Um, she got kicked off of uh, Twitter for talking some crazy shit. She's, she's not like radical like... Um, that Alex Jones fuck, but uh, she's some fucking right wing snowflake, and, and and I call these fucking right wing fucks snowflakes because their whole thing was like, 
uh, uh, you know, the people that didn't like Trump, they're snowflakes, they're crying, they're melting. And I'm like, no, you're the fucking snowflake, asshole. You're the one who's whining and complaining about other people whining and complaining about Dick Stain Donald Trump. I ain't the fucking snowflake. You're the fucking snowflake. But they kicked this chick, Laura Loomer, off of Twitter for saying something that they deemed as anti-Semitic. Um, I don't know much about her. I, I just, you know, but the, the, the thing that she I got she got brought to my attention is because this kook, this snowflake kook, um, has handcuffed herself to the Twitter headquarters in Manhattan. She's making a spectacle of herself. She's out there with a uh, a, a like a Jewish star uh, sewn onto her her blouse the way they did to the uh, Jews in the Holocaust. And, uh, you know, she's screaming and yelling. And, and I say, don't arrest this fucking broad. Don't arrest her. Let her fucking stay handcuffed to the thing and open and close the door as you normally would. She'll start falling down, taking some bumps. She'll uncuff herself. Don't call the cops. Don't bring in the authorities. Keep her there. Okay, if I was in New York, I'd go by that. I'd walk in and out of the fucking Twitter headquarters and knock her. Excuse me. Excuse me. Get the fuck out of the way, crazy lady. Move. All right, you're off fucking social media. You're crying. Who's the snowflake now, Laura Loomer, you big right-wing fucking freak? Excuse me. Oh, I forgot something. I got to go back outside the door. Excuse me. Got to get in the door. Knock her down a few times with her hand handcuffed to the door, I guarantee you she'll, she'll skedaddle ASAP. If there's anybody in New York, this nut job, Snowflake, uh, the Twitter headquarters are on 17th and 8th. You could go by there. You could scream at her, yell at her, heckle her. Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to say do anything uh, that you're breaking the law, but if you need to go into the building, just say, I got to go. Move, lady. You're in the fucking way. Watch it. So as I said uh, on today's I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, we have the Bronze Bomber, Deontay Wilder, Bomb Squad, um, fighting Saturday night in Los Angeles at Staples Center against Tyson Fury. I'm hyped. I am going to be at this fight ring side. Both of these guys are big. Both of these guys hit hard. I have Deontay Wilder knocking him out, but it ain't going to be easy. Tyson Fury beat Klitschko. Of course, he was uh, uh, he inactive from boxing over the last two and a half years because he was whacked out on alcohol and booger sugar. Um, but later on in the episode, we got to go down to Firehouse 3 in Los Angeles. It's a uh, one of the firehouses, oldest firehouses in Los Angeles. And obviously with all the fires... Uh, that took place. These guys have been busy, 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 saving lives, saving homes. Um, and uh, it's a real sort of uh, burning down the house. I am Rap Poor Stereo podcast. It was a pleasure to meet all the firemen uh, while we were doing the episode, uh, while we were interviewing Deontay. Um, those guys, like, they got emergency calls. They just leave. It ain't no fucking joke. When you watch firemen uh, and you're hanging around there, like, when the call comes in, it's bye. They just, you just, they're just out. Um, but that fight is going to be a fight. They are going to be throwing down. And the crazy thing about it is Deontay Wilder is an American heavyweight champion. He's fighting against a likable British 
uh, heavyweight champion, former heavyweight champion. Um, and, and there's a lot of hype on this fight, but I think there should be more. This, this is going to be a great fight. And the fact that we have an American, African-American, black American heavyweight champion for the first time in, in a long time. Because it was like Klitschko and there was guys you didn't know from this country and from Spain. He just Boxing was fucked up. But you got two dudes, uh, a guy who's British, Tyson Fury, who calls himself the fucking Gypsy King. And Deontay, the bronze bomber, Wilder. Um, and Saturday night at Staples Center, they're going to be throwing down. And later on in the show, uh, we have, uh, I think it's the last interview with Deontay Wilder before he locks and loads uh, before his big fight. And like I said, it took place at Firehouse Number 3 right here in Los Angeles. And the crazy thing about Los Angeles and the weather and, and the, uh, the fires and all that stuff. Um, by the way, I'm doing this podcast. And anytime I, I, I do the podcast in cashmere, I get a little sentimental. Because if you're a day one listener, you know that the first episode... I was top to bottom in my uh, cashmere sweatsuit. Well, it's not sweatsuit, but I got the, the, the sweatpants and, and the sweatshirt. Shit's nice. If you could afford to treat yourself to a cashmere hoodie or a cashmere sweatpants, uh, uh, do it. It's not that expensive. It's, it's a little bit more expensive than you, you, you'd probably spend. It's not like, you know, $1,000 or anything crazy than that. I mean, you know, some of these Nike sweatpants and these Supreme fucking... I listen, that, that, I don't know the fuck's why people buy that shit. Uh, but all these brands, you know, $100, $200 on sweatpants. You spend a little bit more, you get yourself some nice cashmere. It's Christmas time. Maybe you get yourself a, a, a little Christmas present, your girlfriend a Christmas present, your boyfriend a Christmas, a little cashmere hoodie. It's nice. I'm suited and booted right now in cashmere. Why did I bring up being in cashmere? Oh, because it was pouring rain. The last 24 hours in Los Angeles. And this, this city, Los Angeles, is just not built. It's not equipped for rain. Obviously, fires are one thing. No place is built uh, to sustain fires. But when it rains here, and it wasn't like a monsoon, okay? It's just a rainstorm. Not anything, uh, you know, unusual or, or, or to write home about or like to make national news. It was just, it was raining. It wasn't even a storm. It was raining. Holy shit. Traffic is at a standstill all day long. And then you're, you're going through the traffic finally. And you're like, is there an accident? I hope there's no accident. There's no accident. Is there flooding? There, there's no flooding. It's just people just, they freak out. If it's not, you know, 75 and sunny, at least. If it's anything less than 75 and sunny in, in the Los Angeles area, Give yourself an extra 20 minutes because people just, they're at a fucking stance to my dog, Wheezy. Dean, wh why are you calling me? I'm, I'm recording a, a podcast right now. Oh, fuck, man. I was going to give you my review of Roma. And oh, give, give me your review of Roma real quick. Live, impromptu on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Wait, hold on. Hold. Yeah. You, you're not scheduled to be on this episode, but go ahead. Oh, am I live right now? Go ahead, yeah. Yo, what up, Michael? It's me, Dean, the young shooter. Um, I just got out of Roma and, uh, it was fantastic. It was Alfonso Cuaron's new movie. Uh, it's his fifth film. Let me tell you, Michael, it's a foreign film. I walked in blind. I didn't know what I was going to see. It's cinematic. It's beautiful. Uh, 
it's it's great. I, I mean, you got to see. This is not a laptop movie, Michael. You can't open your laptop. You're going to shut it off ten minutes in on Netflix on, in your bed. But go see it in theaters. Um, it was fantastic. You're going to see it all over the Oscars. I had to report it here first, Michael. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that, Dean. Um, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on you now. Uh, because you're not a part of this Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, the rain has shut down Los Angeles. It's got people just shook on the yard. And ever since I've been coming to Los Angeles, it continues to just have people uh, rattled. Um, uh, but rain weather is cashmere weather, at least inside. Obviously, when it's pouring rain, you don't want to go outside and ruin your nice cashmere. Uh, but when it's rainy and you want to get all cozy wozy in the crib, that's right, I said cozy wozy in the crib. Uh, cashmere is fantastic, and when it's not raining, cashmere is fantastic for the uh, uh, the fall and the winter months, which we're we're heading into. I am Rappaport Podcast. So my one of my former high schools, Erasmus Hall High School in Brooklyn, New York, the school that uh, Billy Cunningham. Philadelphia 76er coach, player, uh, Barbara Streisand, went to the former owner of the Oakland Raiders, the late, great Al Davis, went to uh, my former high school, Erasmus Hall High School. I'm giving a shout out to my guys at Erasmus Hall High School. Next Tuesday in New York, in Yankee Stadium, the Erasmus Hole football team is playing for the championship in motherfucking Yankee Stadium. Yo, you're playing South Shore High School. Beat their fucking asses, okay? Bring the chip back to Flatbush, Brooklyn. Go E-Hall. Go motherfucking E-Hall. Yeah, so I just wanted to shout out my, my, my guys at Erasmus Hall and the coach and the whole school and the faculty. Uh, I'm going to be uh, uh, checking in on the game Tuesday. Um, and all New Yorkers and anybody from Brooklyn support Erasmus Hall to win the motherfucking championship and, and bring it back to uh, Flatbush, Brooklyn. Um, a lot of people had uh, uh, sent me clips about this on social media. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. As you know, it's part of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast theme song. Um I am a New Balance dude. I am not a sneakerhead. I am infatuated and fascinated with sneaker culture. I think it's a, I think it's so stupid. I really just think the whole thing with sneakers is ridiculous. Um, but I respect it. So I think it's ridiculous, but I respect it. I think it's totally a uh, 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 juvenile and dumb as fuck. But I respect it if, if that makes sense to you. Um. I'm a New Balance dude. I rock my New Balance all the time. I have one pair of uh, these Nike, uh, I don't know what they are, but they're comfortable. They're like all black. I rock those all the time. But I'm a New Balance dude. Um, and of course I'm a New Balance dude because I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. But uh, like uh, uh, Fife said, the great Fife dog, the late great Fife dog from uh, a Tribe Called Quest said, I sport New Balance shoes so I could uh, rock a narrow path. Uh, uh, blah, 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 get a size one up your ass. Um, I'm not a good with the lyrics, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, Kawhi Leonard has signed a deal to be the New Balance NBA face. And it's just like New Balance to 
sign a guy to probably $20 million, $15 million that will not push the brand forward. Nobody, and I'm sorry, New Balance, you know where my loyalty stands. You know I'm a New Balance guy. Nobody will be inspired to buy New Balance sneakers because of Kawhi Leonard. How the fuck? Out of all the players in the NBA, how and why the fuck did you go after a guy who can't, well, I shouldn't say can't, who will not speak up? He's shy. He's quiet. Yo, there's nothing wrong with being shy and quiet and introverted unless you're paying them $15 million to wear your sneakers. You'd be better off literally hiring Larry David Jerry Seinfeld and Woody Allen as the spokespeople for New Balance sneakers because really that's your fucking market. Okay? That's your fucking market. Jews with flat feet like myself. That's why I wear New Balance because I'm a Jew with flat feet. Kawhi Leonard is not going to build the business. Nobody gives a... You might love Kawhi Leonard. He might be one of your favorite players. Toronto, stand-up, blah, 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 blah. No one wants to be like Kawhi. No one gives a shit. You can't put him on a commercial being like, yo, my new balances are so dope. Yo, you should get new balances uh, uh, so you could play like Kawhi. He's not going to say that. In his entire career of the NBA, you've never heard him talk as much as I just did pretending to be Kawhi Leonard. That's a fact. Like I said, again, I, I, I love New Balance. You picked the wrong dude. I know they were courting other players, but if you can't get the right player, if you can't get the player to build the brand, to push things forward, because you, it, it's an uphill battle. It's a completely uphill battle for uh, New Balance sneakers to uh, make an impact in the basketball market because they're just not looked at as basketball shoes. They're looked at as running shoes first, high-functioning, really good running shoes. Then they definitely are fashionable. They're fly. They, they have a streetwear appeal to them. Um, and, and other than that, they got their hiking shit and all that stuff. But that's not anybody listening to this podcast. No one's checking for New Balance. of like, yo, I want to get those new New Balance joints. I mean, no one really checks for Under Armour Steph Curry's, and that's Steph Curry. Okay, he's Steph Curry. People want to be like Steph, but they might want to be like Steph, but they're like, I'm not fucking with Under Armour sneakers. Now, obviously, he's pushed them forward. They got a lot of accounts. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not a fucking sneakerhead. You want a sneakerhead? Uh, go on a sneakerhead show. The point is, is that New Balance would have been better just locking in Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, Woody Allen, and me to push the fucking brand forward because all four of us wear the sneakers for free. You're not paying me shit. I'm going to wear New Balance whether you're paying me or not because that's what I do. I wear them. They're comfortable. You think it's just because uh, we coincidentally have all all the same fashion taste? Me, Jerry, Woody, and Larry David? No. It's because we're all Jews with flat feet. So good luck with Kawhi. I just think it was the bad choice. I'm not trying to take money out of your mouth, uh, Kawhi Leonard, but he went from Jordan brand to New Balance. What more can I say? One more thing about Kawhi. Uh, last night, the Warriors were in Toronto, and they played the Raptors, and it was a good game. The Warriors 
wind up losing. Two things that stuck out to me about that game that I really liked was, number one, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, they guarded each other. They, they went When they could, when they were on the floor, they set out to guard each other, and that's the way it should be. Listen, if you're an NBA player, you, you're not going to be stopped. You, you're not going to lock somebody down like Kevin Durant. If you're Kevin Durant, you're not going to lock somebody down like Kawhi Leonard. We're talking about two of the best of the best of the best to ever do it. You're not stopping them. But don't be a little a little skinny genification, little Instagram trick and not guard each other. Yeah, he might score one in your grill. Yeah, he might cross you up. That's part of basketball. So I was glad those guys went at it. They took the challenge. The other thing that happened during the game, and I was surprised Kevin Durant didn't tell him to shit, sit the fuck down, was at one point uh, while uh, uh, Toronto was, was up, uh, Drake... This fucking guy, Drake, uh, got up and was like, you know, teasing and playing grab ass with Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant should be like, sit the fuck down, Duke. Sit down. You're not part of the team. You can't even play basketball. Sit the fuck down. Finally. Or I would have said, ref, throw this fucking guy out. This is a crazy fan. Fucking guy's grabbing me during the game. Motherfucker, you don't have enough attention, Drake. We know you like basketball. Sit your ass down, Duke. Sit down, Duke. You're not part of the team. Okay? You a fucking cheerleader? Put a skirt on, then that's understandable. You want want some pom-poms and a skirt, Drake? Otherwise, sit your ass down like every single other person. We know that you know other. We know that you, you're cool with the players. Sit your ass down. He is by far not even close. Spike Lee wasn't even in the same category. Except for that Reggie Miller's in, incident. But at least he was talking shit. And he was going at Reggie Miller. Drake like literally wants to be part of the NBA. But this motherfucker cannot play basketball. At all. He's just like a fanboy. Sit your corny ass down. Duke. Russell Westbrook is sick. The other day he he had his 107th career triple-double tying Jason Kidd. And listen, nobody could say anything uh, uh, bad about Russell Westbrook. He's a, listen, what am am I going to say? He's savage. He's relentless. He's a beast. He's all those things. But, and I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. Russell Westbrook would kill it in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, any generation. But if you cannot put hands on Russell Westbrook, if you can't hand check Russell Westbrook, if you're at the mercy of a guy like Russell Westbrook, of course he's going to have 107 career triple doubles. He would not have that as easy if he played in the 90s. Speaking of 90s basketball, next week on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, next week on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, do I have something special for you guys? It was special for me, so I know you're going to find it special. We have, live from New York, Charles Oakley and 
Scottie Pippen. Charles Oakley and Scottie Pippen on this here I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up next week. Oh, shit. I can't wait. And trust me, it lives up to all the expectations and excitement and, and everything that you could conjure up in your imagination. Charles Oakley and Scottie Pippen in New York. Now, you know I am a hip-hop snob, a hip-hop fan, and I'm a snob. I'm snobby about uh, what I like in hip-hop. I'm not open to everything, self-admitting, okay? I don't like everything. I like what I like. I like that boom bap. I like those smackers. I like those bangers, and I, I don't give out compliments easy. But if you're not hip to these dudes from Buffalo, Griselda Records, Griselda Music, Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, and Conway, start fucking with these dudes. Buffalo, if you don't know now, you know. Buffalo uh, has a real hood street element to it. Uh, Rick James was from Buffalo. Rick motherfucking James. I'm Rick James, bitch. And uh, his first record uh, was called Rick James Street Songs. Okay? And he was talking that Buffalo shit, that funk shit. It obviously wasn't hip-hop. But, you know, he always talked about Buffalo in his interviews and he represented Buffalo. And Buffalo has got an element to it that, you know, if you're not from there and you haven't been there, uh, it's, it's the other side of the motherfucking tracks. And these dudes represent Buffalo and that Buffalo hood shit to the fullest. And my man Barr has been hipping me to them for about the last year. And I'm really starting to fuck with these dudes. And this dude, Benny the Butcher, I don't know if you heard any of his shit. But I fuck with these dudes. I fuck with this whole movement. I fuck with this whole sound. It's grimy. It's it's hood. It's street. It's rough, rugged. It's got a sense of humor. They love all things gangster, gangster music, gangster films, the Sopranos and all that shit. They've been co-signed by the late, great prodigy. Uh, Wu-Tang, Raekwon and them. They fuck with them. They, they sort of co-signed them as those, those next dudes. Um... Put out a bunch of music, but Benny the Butcher, this joint called Butcher on Steroids, which came out last year, dope. Record called A Friend of Ours, dope. And he just put out another joint called Tana Talk 3, dope. And this is uh, from the record Butcher on Steroids. I love this shit right here. Listen to this. Butcher, look, guess who back like I left son? Top drawers full of dirty money, just hunters. Rap niggas funny, most of them slept, fuck it They ain't think I'd be a threat by the time of our next running yeah. For that spread, I was hard head I went all in just to put bread in my mom's hand We street niggas did business with pie scrapers And learned tips from politicking with stock traders How these sucker niggas gon' hate on what God gave us From the first floor to peas to skyscrapers You give a nigga game, you figure he might manage Play the cards they dealt me to my advantage Like Gambit but nah, I ain't have an easy life I couldn't sleep at night, my nigga I'll put that on them easy stripes I used to get the block completely white Crazy how the kids learn to tweet and type Before they learn to read and write That joint is called Fat Dom Yo, check these dudes out uh, West, West Side Gun, Conway And Benny the Butcher um, And get that Tana 3 Tana Talk 3, it's dope I, I like these guys and I support these guys And I want to hear more music from these guys 
I like what they're doing. That joint was called Fat Dom. But they're definitely on some grimy, just hood, uh, New York type of Buffalo shit. And speaking of grimy, listen, this I don't even know when this first started with the Starbucks protest and the Starbucks letting anybody and everybody into their bathrooms, um, which I, I, I don't support. I do not support. I support that the customer is right. And, and, and the customers first, for the most part, within reason. Uh, but you got to be a customer. You can't just, you know, be sharing a bathroom with anybody and everybody off the streets um, if you're a paying customer. Because you go into a lot of these Starbucks bathrooms and they're run down. They're like, they're like public subway bathrooms. You ever been on a subway bathroom? If you, the only reason why to go on a subway bathroom is if you are truly, truly going to shit your pants. If you're a grown man, a grown woman, it's got to be an emergency situation for you to go in a subway bathroom. Starbucks bathrooms are turning into that. And the sad thing about it is the young kids, most of the people that work at Starbucks, you know, they're 18, 19, 20, in their 20s. Now they have to be good at making lattes, uh, uh, making hot chocolates, and scrubbing toilets. For people that can go in there, and there is no, there is no um, questioning what they do in there. You, you can be in there uh, giving yourself a bird bath. You could shave. You could shit piss all over the floor. I don't like to talk like that, but that's the reality of it. My favorite Starbucks in, in, in Manhattan, the bathroom most of the time when I go in there, it's disgusting. And it's not fair to the customers. It's not fair to the people that work there. But, I mean, I've talked about that. At nauseam on here. But now, one of the perks about going into a Starbucks, whether you're a customer or not, is they have free Wi-Fi. Okay? They have free Wi-Fi in Starbucks. But apparently, going into Starbucks and watching porn is some sort of thing. So starting next year, people will no longer be able to watch porn at Starbucks because they've uh, identified uh, the sites that they go on and all that stuff, and they're somehow, some way, blocking certain sites, certain kind of sites while you're in the Starbucks. So let me get this shit clear. You can go into the bathroom and do whatever you want, and if that means choke your chicken, that means choke your chicken. If you want to go in there with a woman, whether you're a customer or not, a man and a woman, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman could go in there. They could freak off in the bathroom. Because they're not asking questions. It's, it's, a, it's a no question, no foul situation. But you can't watch porn in the Starbucks. And, and who the fuck is going into Starbucks to watch porn? Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Every now and then, I'm not a big porn guy. I, if I was a big porn guy, I would say it. But every now and then, I uh, go on the sites. I check. Uh, I check out what's going on from uh, you know away from my uh, you know my wife, uh, maybe in a hotel room or uh, you know uh, doing the big three, and uh, you know I, I see what's going on there, or you know maybe she's away and I see what's going on. But it's not like a, a thing, uh, and I only do it in the privacy of my own home and or uh, a hotel room. What kind of freaks, what kind of sick fucks are going into Starbucks and watching porno that the authorities had to be made aware of this and now they have to shut that down? And apparently now the porn sites, YouPorn, 
which is is a big free uh, porn website, uh, which I don't fuck with. I don't fuck with free porn. Uh, I believe in paying to play, and you get what you pay for. Okay, that's just that's just how I how I get down when when I dibble and dabble in my porn. Apparently, you porn is like, well, fuck you, Starbucks. They're making all their employees and encouraging, not making, encouraging their employees, um, and and to only shop at Dunkin' Donuts. So Dunkin' Donuts is now the playground you can go to to get a latte or or an iced mocha or a decaf cappuccino, a muffin, a couple of jelly donuts, and choke your chicken. That's that's your that's your 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 all purpose uh, uh, place to go to is Dunkin' Donuts. And apparently, you porn is like fuck you, Starbucks. Uh, we're down with uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I am Rappaport Podcast. For all my fantasy football players, uh, it's go time. It's make or break the playoffs. Some of you might be out of the playoffs. I am uh, at the top of the Howard Stern Fantasy Football League. I ruined that fuck button dick Brent. Feel free to harass him on Twitter only. Uh, His name is Brent Hatley, uh, the Stern Show. You'll find him. And he loves being called button dick Brent. Um, and if you want to add a little B to it, you can call him Button Dick Brent Berry. And Sunday is the first night of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah uh, uh, to all uh, 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 the Jewish listeners out there. And hopefully that will be the night that Joe Button, rapper, podcaster, uh, reality show, love and hip hop guy, my guy, fuck with Joe Button. Hopefully that will be the end of his run in what I refer to as my money league, because I am playing Joe Button in fantasy football Sunday in what is a win or go the fuck home game. Either I beat Joe Button uh, and I make it into the playoffs, or uh, I'm out of the playoffs. If, if I lose, I'm a, a loser uh, with Joe Button, and we're both out of the playoffs. But I, I don't plan on that happening. I plan on sending Joe fucking Button home and to stuff his face with some matzo ball soup because it'll be the first night of Hanukkah. Wish me luck. I am Podcast. Listen, we are winning at the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. You think people call me champ because of my good looks? Betting on sports makes these NFL games a little bit more interesting. I, me, the Gringo Mandingo, I'm giving you my favorite NFL picks of the week. And I have been kicking ass all season long. I'm doing it at sportsbetcollective.com. Sportsbetcollective.com with commentary you will not find anywhere else. Listen, my first pick is free. Sign up for a newsletter with free weekly picks from top experts, giving you a betting advantage on the latest NFL college football, NBA, college basketball, and hockey games going on now. I am joined by a credible cast of sports media experts, professional sports bettors, retired athletes, and sports-obsessed entertainers. So whether you're a seasoned shark or a total sports betting beginner, sportsbetcollective.com provides an affordable way to help you beat the odds no matter what the size of your bet is. Catch all of my picks, my winning picks, at sportsbetcollective.com. Bookmark that shit. Thank me later. Um, Miles, Jordan, please give me the sick fuck of the week theme song. 
Um, this is the Sick Fuck of the Week segment, the award-winning I Am Rapport exclusive Sick Fuck of the Week segment. It's an award that is earned, not given, earned, not given. They are stacking up, folks. There's so many sick fucks that I haven't even been able to get to. Um, and as you know, we are coming to the end of 2018, and we have to make the tough executive decision on who will be. And there ain't no ties in this. It's one person, one man or one woman will be crowned the 2018 sick fuck of the year. Okay? Uh, but we're not there yet. Right now, we're going to start in Florida. Shocking, I know. Uh, Dania Beach, Florida. A woman named Shanita Wilson, 37 years old. And if you look up Shanita Avet Wilson, she was in the uh, Florida Dollar General, you know, the little shopping store. Um, she pulled a knife on a customer, a, a lockback knife from her purse. She opened it and threatened a man and said she was going to gut him. Those are her words. She said she was going to gut him. And the reason why this sick fuck whipped out a knife in public and threatened to gut him is because she said that the victim farted too loudly. That's right. No, he didn't shit his pants. He farted loudly. Luckily, it wasn't me. Luckily, it wasn't me. Now, she probably wouldn't have heard what I got cooking, but she just smelt it. Because I'm telling you, I got some weird sort of growth or some worm situation growing in me. I have oil-based farts. Okay, and they're, they're mean. And they are silent, but deadly. And, and, and when I say deadly, I mean deadly. They linger. They linger around. But this sick fuck, she whipped out a knife and threatened to stab the guy because he farted too loudly. Congratulations, Shanita Wilson. You are now on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Sick Fuck of the Week list. Next up, a guy named Donald Nixon, um, who is legally blind, has a full-blown lawsuit, a class-action lawsuit. Motherfuckers will do anything to get ahead in this world. This sick, legally blind fuck is trying to sue Playboy, playboy playboy.com and all things Playboy because he says the website discriminates against the visually impaired because it isn't accessible for everybody. Duke, 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 you're blind, motherfucker. What do you want them to do? Braille porn? What do you want them to do? Spell it out for you? Is that what you need? No, you're looking for a buck. Turn on Playboy. Listen to the moaning and groaning. That should be able to get you off. You're obviously a horny motherfucker. And now you're a horny, sick fuck of the week. Okay? That's what you also are. I can't even believe this could, this, this, this could go so far to make it into a lawsuit that I could find out about. That the sick fuck of the week community w- would be able to track down and send to me. Court dismissed. Case dismissed. Walk into there into the court with your service dog, you horny fuck. What are you doing to that dog? 
Why are you trying to go on Playboy? You're legally blind. Figure it out. In Manhattan Beach, California, sick, terrible, sick fucks. Beautiful Manhattan Beach. They got the beaches. A, uh, a dolphin was found dead on the beaches of Manhattan Beach, California. When the Marine Wildlife Rescue Group went to retrieve the dead dolphin, they realized that the dolphin had been shot with a handgun. Some piece of shit, somehow, some way, shot a dolphin. You animal. You sick fuck you. There, there is a $5,000 reward for information that leads to the conviction that shot the dolphin. He's still on the loose. The dolphin died from a gunshot wound. Not a hunting thing. Not a fishing thing. Somebody shot a dolphin. Lock him up. Um, and everybody knows uh, that I love monkeys. Well, not everybody. I love monkeys. I love gorillas. I love monkeys. I love the animals. Uh, uh, I don't like cats. We know this. Uh, and, and I don't have to like cats. But I would never hurt a cat. Uh, but I, I love animals. But my favorite is the monkey. Uh, my second favorite is the elephant. And my third favorite is, in fact, the dolphin. Um, I've never met any monkeys. You know, these people get to play with the monkeys and, you know, uh, hang out with the monkeys. I've never gotten to do that. Uh, but we have a sick fucking monkey on our hand in India. Uh, a monkey outside the Taj Mahal at, in Agra, A-G-R-A, India, snatched a 12-day-old baby from a mother's arms and fatally bit him. What are you doing, Duke? What the fuck are you doing, Duke? You biting little kids? The little baby unfortunately died of injuries at a local hospital. Monkeys roam free in India. They are almost treated like squirrels in certain parts of India, like pigeons. They're just out there. Hold your fucking head, Duke. What is you doing? We need to catch this sick fucking monkey. And unfortunately, you got to put this fucker down. Okay? Kill the 12-day-old baby. Unfortunately, nothing funny about it, but there is a monkey, a sick fucking monkey on the loose outside the Taj Mahal in Agra, India. All right. The champ is here. The champ is here. Listen, listen to this clip. Okay, before I get to the interview with Deontay Wilder, it's gotten heated and hyped between Tyson Fury. Um, Tyson Fury's always talking about uh, his people and they've been fighting and how they've, you know, uh, they, they fought so hard and this, that, and the other. And this, this whole concept finally came to a head because Deontay Wilder is from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Okay, he's from the bottom of the bottom of the South. Okay, he came apart. So he got offended like, yo, you're talking about your people. I'm a black man from Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and you're talking about we fought so hard, we fought so hard. The press conference was just yesterday. Listen to this clip. It got heated between these dudes, and then listen to what Tyson, uh, listen to what Deontay Wilder had to tell this reporter because, you, you, you know, it turned into some, there's racial overtones, racial undertones to this. Check this out. I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. I promise you. I promise you. I'm gonna knock your ass out. I promise you that. 
I promise you that. You talking about how your people been fighting for 200 years? My people been fighting for 400. My people been fighting for 400 and still fighting today. You said that your people have been fighting for 400 on, years. Man. Your people too. So I just want you to explain what you mean too. by that. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all all know what I'm talking about, man. Don't sit up here and try to bait. It's not know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what the fuck I talk about when I say these things. Your people too. Explain it. I, I not everybody knows what you're talking about. Radio Raheem, I don't have to explain what's understood, man. You know what I mean by that. You know what I said by that. I ain't got to go farther. And if nobody, if anybody don't understand that, then God be with them. Go look up your history. But we have the champ right here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Coming up next on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, live from Firehouse 3, where the heroes live, where the heroes save lives, uh, the Los Angeles Fire Department. Coming up next is the champion, 40-0-39 knockouts, 40-0-39 knockouts. He is fighting Tyson Fury Saturday night on Showtime. I will be there ringside. They are going to be thumping and throwing down. Coming up next, Bomb Squad, my man Deontay Wilder. All right. Live from Firehouse 3, Bomb Squad. Before we get into this fight, which I'm excited about, because you know I like shit talkers. And th this guy you're fighting, is a, is a, he's a big-time shit talker. Um... So I like to see big time shit talkers, especially British ones, get their asses kicked. Um, Joshua, before we get into this, fight, what the hell happened with the Anthony Joshua saga? You got your guy over here. He knows all the answers. Yeah. And can you just give me the long and sh give me the short version yeah, of that? I'll definitely give you the short version because it's all about me and Fury. And the shortest I can get with it is that they didn't want to. They don't want to fight. You know, when you offer a man fifty million dollars, and 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 they didn't accept it when they ask for it. He asked for this. He asked for the he said, 50. give me $50 million and, and you got to fight. So we said, hey, here you go. You know, he didn't want to take it. And when you get their team to offer me $15 million flat, flat fee with a fight of this magnitude and we accept and they don't take it, then that, that shows your character. That shows where, that shows you didn't want this fight in the first place. Because let's face it, I got a 98% ratio of knockouts. You know, I do what I say I do. And people are scared of me in this sport, which they should be, you know, because I'm not of myself when I enter in that ring. I'm someone else, you know, until it's over with. And people don't understand that. They don't know how he's able to have a mindset of uh, so strong to be able to say he's another person instead of himself. You know, many people, you've seen many, many people that does their profession, whether they're in the sport or whether they just doing whatever and they say they're someone else, they become something else, it's not them, you know? And the same thing with me, that's what makes me stand out amongst the rest, that's what makes me unique amongst the rest, and you know, they, they fear, you know, nowadays these guys don't want to lose their O's, they don't right. want to tarnish their records and, and different things like that, and I just never understand it because even the greatest, even the best of the best have lost and came back, that's how you become second time, third time, fourth time, champion of the world so it's nothing wrong with losing you know uh, a person would give you more credit when you in there when you when you go in there and, and show heart and bravery just like we're in the fire station you know they show heart and bravery each and every time they have to go out and put these fires out and that's a bad that's a task that's a battle in itself because they're risking their lives you know same way with boxing it's okay to risk certain things you know and because when you when you come out and you've done that and you've showed bravery, you're a hero. 
So, heroes. This guy you're fighting, Tyson Fury, he's got a good story. He's got a good accent. Got a good father to interview on the, on the all access. He's got a lot of shit to say. You know, he, he pulls at your heartstrings. Um, he seemed, you, you guys have been doing the, 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 uh, the world tour dance. He seems like a, a likable dude. Mm. When you're up against somebody, like you could feel somebody's energy, especially you guys are reading each other's energy. What have you, what have you taken away from him so far? Besides, and first of all, does his breath stink? <laughs> you crazy? Because he's all up in your grill. Like, does his breath stink? That's the first question. Does his, does, like, what does he need mouthwash? Does he need like a hard hitting mouthwash? I just, you know, when you up that close, when you have all the adrenaline rush, you know, you, my sense of smell just, I, I, I can't. I can't recall me smelling his breath. Like, okay. I, I, All right. Know. It's okay. We can say his breath is it could, it's, it's it could fine. Have been, but, you know, at that moment in time, like, uh, you know, all that goes out the window. You don't care if a person stink or not. You got to, you, you, you want to beat his ass. So what are you getting from him? Like, you know, when you're up close to somebody, you could read their eyes. You Most could read definitely. fear. You could read not Most fear. Definitely. What Most are you getting oh, from him so far? He's definitely terrified. He's, he, he's definitely fearful of me. You know, you can tell how the way he, he put his words, you know. He's not specific about what he says and, and how he, the words that he says, the manner that he put it in. You know, when you speak into the universe and you put certain words out, it will give you what you ask for. That's why you must be specific. That's just like God. If you ask him for a new job, you got to be specific about that job, you know, and um, about what you want because he'll give you that just that. And you're like, man, now I want, I, I wanted a new job, but you don't have this. But you didn't ask of me. You right. have not because you asked not, my son. You know, and when I see him, you know, I've been doing this for a very long right. time, 40 fights in. So I've seen many, just basically I know what fear looks like. I right. know what it feels like and I know what it smells like, you know. and now he, he did call you the B word. That's a brave thing to call the champ, I didn't like it. I felt it was very disrespectful. He called you the B word. Did mm. you want to smack fire out of his ass? No, not necessarily. In that moment. Not necessarily, you know. Uh, uh, has anyone ever called you that? I mean, I know that internet troll that you beat up, he might have said that, <laughs> but that was a stunt. I mean, it's, it's part of boxing, you know, words. words That's a bold word to be yeah, saying. It's a bold word, but you have to, you're going to be punished for that, though. That's the thing about it. This is not something that... He said that then I might not see him again. Right. So I may I have to act on response. Right. This is a certain thing that I can react later when it's time for the ring. And this is the time. Saturday night is the time. Yes. That everything that he said, I can apply it against him. You know, he can't stop it. Right. This is a sport where I can whoop your ass and get paid for it. It's an amazing sport. You know, I can really beat you to the, to the end of you and get paid while doing it. You know, <laughs> it's nothing else that can be said with that. So he can say what he wants. I need him to say certain things to feel confident in himself. You know, certain things that people say to you, you don't have to react to that. Right. You know, you know, you know what kills a person? Silence. Right. Silence is the ultimate killer, you know, because many times, you know, people are looking for responses out of you. They may say certain things and they, they trying to get a reaction out of you. See, if I reacted... To him, upon saying that, that he's winning. Right. Uh, he's doing his job. But because I didn't react to that or, or, or any other things that he done, I know we've done a lot of pushing and shoving and stuff like that. But you know, it's part of the promotion as well. But he's trying to get in my head and he can't. 
you know, I done been through too much in life. I done heard too much, you know. You can't get in my head, but you will pay for every word that you said. How has it been? You're fighting in Los Angeles. You know, you fought in, in Brooklyn. You fought, you fought all over the place. How, how, how has it been the buildup to this fight? Uh, you're getting followed around. Like, your notoriety and your fame is building. You, you know, the show, everybody's watching the show each week, episode three. Can't wait to be on there also. <laughs> um, how has that been? Has that been fun? Is it, is it, is it disturbing? Is it a disruption? Is it, you know, are, are you getting the big head? You want to be an actor. You're in the place to be an actor this yeah, week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, it, it's all, it's been exciting. Everything has been exciting. You know, um, I always say I never want to be this big famous person because let's face it, when people start putting you higher than God, when they start praising you higher than God, you know, you can get people that can cry just to see you because of who you are and what you've done. But if God came right down, they wouldn't know what it, they their reaction would be of of crying. They probably wouldn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And when people see you out as this big person, you can do the simplest little thing that John does at Walmart or, or McDonald's. But because of he because they look up on him as as a less of a human being, you know he do something that doesn't matter. But you do something because you got a high profile and because people worship you, look you as something. You know they blow it out of proportion. I'm human. I'm gonna make mistakes. You know, with that being said, I don't care who knows me, who don't know me. God has blessed me with an ability and a skill, and I must display it. I must, I must show it amongst the world because if I don't, He's gonna give it. He's gonna take it away and give it to some other brave soul. See, I was anointed to do this. You know, my grandma used to warn me all the time, God, baby, God's trying to you. When I used to get to fighting or get suspended for school, she didn't whoop me or, mm -hmm. or nothing. Like she, she, she was a teacher to me. I didn't understand these things. Talking about God trying to use me and baby, you anointed and all those things. You know, I grew up in the church, but I still, as a child, you, you know, you go as a child until you become grown and you put away childish ways. But being that you become grown, you still have to go through certain situations to, to be able to relate and to understand, like, ah, that's what she was talking about. Now, when, when you, you say you grew up in the church, you're a good guy, you don't, you know, like you're clean and all that stuff. How do you switch from I'm kicking ass, like fight, flight, yeah. whatever? You know, I mean, your last fight was a fight. Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you switch that to like a nice guy like to like I really want to kick some ass? Well, you know, and when does it switch? Is it the day like cuz I I'm be honest like your energy right now is a little different than the last time we talked which was you weren't there was no fight set. Mm -hmm. Like I feel a little bit not like, you know, I feel threatened, mm -hmm. but I feel like you're like you're in work mode. Right, right. Like but when does it like switch switch to like the day of? Well, you know, when it, when the fight is closer you know, definitely my mindset switches, you know, especially like when they get the day of the fight, even the week of this fight, like right now, you know, my mindset is still on the fight. When I'm talking about Fury, it's, it's, my mind is still there and I can't wait. I keep visualizing what I'm going to do to this guy. And to keep me at the state of being where I am is being able to switch is meditation. Like, right. It's very powerful. For Meditation is a mind strengthener. Do you, you know, I can barely talk with this stuff in my mouth. Yeah, what but, do you got? A teeth whitener? I got business. Your teeth, you got nice teeth, man. You don't want to look like Takashi 6ix9ine. Like, you know, like a lot of people, like, listen, you know, I'm not going to say you're new money, but like, yo, some people with new money, they go crazy with the teeth, with teeth whitening. Yeah, Your yeah, teeth I, are fantastic. My teeth you is. You don't want them looking like golf balls yeah. and shit. Like, we want nice teeth. 
Right, right. Like, yeah, my, what are we doing here, man? Yo, my teeth has always been. They're nice fucking teeth. Like, what, 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 what color white are we trying to get, champ? Seriously, seriously, what color white are we trying to get? Like, how many teeth whitening strips? We're doing interviews here. Where are we going with this, champ? Man. I know you want to be an actor and shit, yeah. but there's a limit. Like you, you, you know, you're gonna fuck the camera up. Like we're That's shooting real. this here. <laughs> Like, you what know, are we doing? I supposed to have been done a long time. You know, my teeth has never been bad. It's always been, it's always been straight. It's all, I've, I've always had, they said, a $14 million smile. You know, I've just had well, You're going for the $17 gap. million dollar hey. smile today. <laughs> so so, so I, I was fascinated by the, the meditation last time we talked. So the day of the fight, like, what is your schedule the day of the fight? Um, the day of the fight, I'm, I'm very relaxed. I'm, um, I'm sitting back. I'm going over different things in my head, you know. Um, the day of the fight is the easiest because I'm mostly to myself. You know, I got my people come in to check on me, make sure I have food and different things like that. But it's, it's, all, it's solely about preparing my mindset of what I want to do in the ring um, in a couple of hours. You know, it seems like everything goes by so fast when it's the day of, you know, because the anticipation has been so high. The day goes by fast? Uh, most definitely. It goes by real fast because you finna, in a couple of hours, you finna, you finna go to war. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's finna get real serious. Right. Everything you've said, everything you've, you've displayed and put out into the universe, it, it, it's, uh, it, we finna see if it gonna come to pass, you know? And um, I'm a, like I said, I'm a, I'm a playmaker. I shine under the lights and I can't wait, you know, during that time, I'm so anxious to get under those lights. I'm so anxious to be able to display the talent that God blessed me with amongst the world. I've been, like I said, we've been promoting this thing. We've been talking shit. And this sport is going to be a loser and it's going to be a winner. Most of the time it be uh, a tie, but I ain't in the, I ain't in the business of uh, a time with no one. You know, so come on that night. I'm looking forward to doing what I've been meditating and what I've been saying that I was going to do. How has your camp been? Has this, have you done oh, anything man. different in this camp that you did in, your, in, in the other camps? I mean, the only thing about this camp, the other camp, I've been, I've been so happy. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Why, my, why do you my, say like, specifically that you've been happy? Man, it's just been with my family and the people I surround myself by. You know, like I said, I surround myself by positive speaking, positive believing, and positive receiving. And with all that being said, you get positive results. Everything, like all, everybody, every day I'm positive. Every day. Even when things don't go my way, I have to be optimistic about the situation and still go. You know, why, why worry about crying over certain things? Because crying don't, don't resolve nothing. Being mad at something don't resolve nothing. You have to do it. You know, to be great, is all, to be, everyone has greatness in them. It's determined by your service. If you don't apply your service, then you, you don't know what your, your ability of, of doing. So you don't know how great you are. You know, if you don't believe in yourself, you don't know how great you are. You can't rely on others to say you this and that. And, and you know, it, could, it couldn't be true. You know, so many people worry about what other people say and how they feel about you instead of your own self, loving yourself, believing in yourself, worrying about yourself, self. Um, your last fight, um, like I said, it was a tough fight. It was you. You were tested. You were in there with a crafty, tough, the second best heavyweight in the world. 
Have you watched that fight since then? I mean, I've probably watched that like a hundred times, man. What did you learn about yourself from that fight, nothing. both technically and and emotionally? I, I, to be honest, I didn't learn nothing about myself, you know, because I I already knew what I was able to do, and I know being said I ain't learned nothing about myself can can come off a, a crazy way, but I'm only being honest. I'm only speaking for myself. Can nobody tell me about myself? You know, everything I did in that fight, I knew I had the capability of doing. That's what. That's what visualization brings to you, a mind strengthener. You know, it brings a mindset that brings, man, I be trying to explain certain things to people so they can understand. I try to break it down so a child can understand, but sometimes I don't have enough words in my vocabulary to really break it down or what people can really understand what the hell I be saying. You know, with breaking my mindset and, and being able to do, when Ortiz got me in the situation that I was in in the seventh round, I was coaching myself. I wasn't, I wasn't worried. I didn't panic. I was coaching my, you can do it, Deontay. You can hit him. All right, where the referee at? All right, make sure you hit him. Don't let this referee stop this fight. That's what I was, that was going through my head. That was my inner self telling myself, coaching myself during this time. So when it was over with, I'm shaking my head. I say, nah, baby, you got to do better than that. That's what I was doing. You got to do. And then when I came out, I still did the same things that I was doing before that happened. I came out before the bell, before him, before he stood up. In the midst, he threw everything in the kitchen sink. Most of the time when Ortiz have an opponent in that, in that situation, it's out of here. Right. He's, he's out of here. You know? But with me, I'm a different caliber. I'm a different animal. I'm a different champion in the ring. So with that being said, I didn't really learn nothing. I just, I just if, if I had to say I learned something, I would say I've learned, <laughs> I learned that I'm the king of this division. My mindset is strong. I've learned that my mindset is strong. I've learned that the methods that I've been practicing or the method that I've applied to my life works. Have you, for, so approaching Tyson Fury, who we haven't, you know, he just had this last fight, you know, not a great, you know, opponent in my opinion. Um, you know, his highlight was the Klitschko, which was years ago. Mm -hmm. And then he got way out of bounds on the booger sugar mm -hmm. and all kinds of other things. Um, so as a fighter... As a fighter, what does Tyson Fury have to offer? You know, it's um, the little athleticism that he has. You know, he, he's able to, to move his body in certain ways, like slip and um, position his body. To be 6'9", that's pretty good, you know, because you don't see guys, you know, doing that. Um, Crafty, be, right? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And um, he do, he, 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 you know, he got an IQ in this sport. You know, in boxing, um, or he wouldn't have never been a champion. You know, so you have to give him the credibility of that, and, um, and that's all I see of him. You know, um, I don't think he's a exciting heavyweight champion. You know, I don't. I haven't seen not one fight that he's been exciting in. The only thing I've seen exciting is when they laid him out on his back, and um, that's that's about it. You know, other than that, you know, he's 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 what he is. All right. Deontay Wilder, I will be there. You will be hearing me ringside tomorrow night. Bomb squad. Yeah, baby. I, I'm, I'm trying to do it before you because I always want to prepare. I can't wait for you to kick this dude's ass. All the fans, they're going to be all pissed off. All the British fans, no disrespect. Yeah. Listen, it's business. It's not personal. At the end of the day. So you'll be hearing me talking all kinds of shit for you. And then we're going to go. Maybe we go to UK for the next one and, and we take everything from Joshua. I'm down for that. All right. So I'm wishing you a lot of luck Saturday night. I'll be there talking a lot of shit. My man, blessings, brother. I didn't get a bomb squad. I'm like, bomb squad! Jesus Christ.
Yo, have a great night Saturday. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> All right, I want to thank my guy Deontay Wilder for rocking on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, As I said earlier, check out that Benny the Butcher. Check all that Griselda music out. By the way, those dudes were signed by Eminem, if you don't know. Remember when uh, uh, Eminem signed G-Unit and he signed 50 Cent? Well, he signed uh, that whole crew. Uh, I forgot to tell you that. Saturday night, Tyson Fury versus... Deontay Wilder, both these guys are undefeated. They're both 6'7", 6'8". They're going to be throwing down. You may see the gringo mandingo ringside if you watch the fight from home. Um, what more can I say? See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, take us out with something real nice and something real proper.